Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Today, of course, we are talking about week four waiver wire targets. It is once again just been a wild weekend. Um, who would have thunk it? The uh, Miami Dolphins are now 3 0, knocking out the Buffalo Bills. So, hey, man, it's the NFL. And just like sometimes predicting your start sits, it is going to be hard to predict the win losses in the NFL. So, of course, I'm your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at Deflex Network One. If you haven't done so already, go to DFSArmy.com. Become a VIP member. Our members continue to cash money. There was another guy, one of our members, just another $20,000. Listen, you don't believe me? Go to the DFS Army, just at DFS Army on Twitter, and we have a complete list as people start tweeting at us with the helmet. So, guys, if you do play in DFS, get your avatars updated with those helmets. Let's let's unite. Let's become a nation, man. The DFS Army, one nation, one helmet. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the waiver wire. So, once again, uh, there actually are a few high-priority ads this week that we want to talk about. Well, let's get right into it. Um, I'm going to be referencing some percent rostered numbers. So some of you were asking me last week about this. I use Sleeper for my preferred software just in general. So that's the one that I'm going to be using for these percent rostered. Some of these guys that I'm going to be talking about today are over 50%. But they're at the point now where they need to be rostered because of one reason or another. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about the running back position. And Jamal Williams of the Detroit Lions is my number one waiver wire target of the week. Listen, okay, I get it. He's 60% rostered. But DeAndre Swift, our sweet, beautiful DeAndre Swift, re-injured that shoulder. The same shoulder that made him miss time last season. He missed. He's going to be missing time again. It sounds like from Coach Campbell, they're anticipating that he's going to return after their bye week, which would mean he would be back in week seven. Okay, so that means for those of you counting at home, that's going to be three usable weeks for Jamal Williams. And we saw what he could do when he started. He he was absolutely electric yesterday. So because of the usage, because of just the insanity that is the running back position. I'm going to suggest a 30% fab bid on Jamal Williams. This is a guy you want to get rostered on your team. Now, obviously, guys and gals, maybe I don't need to explain this, but you need to manage your roster. So if you have a, a shallow bench of five, of five players on your bench, you may not want to target all these players that are going to be talking about. So who you keep and who you drop is just as important. But Jamal Williams is one of these players where I would be comfortable starting him because once again, this week, we saw the Detroit Lions run near the league lead in numbers of plays. They had 76 plays that they ran this week. So you know they're going to get opportunities. And Jamal Williams is going to get in the box. So as a three-yard down back type player, he's probably going to get the plurality of the touches. And he's going to be a smash if you go and pick him up on your waiver wire. So Jamal Williams, definitely the priority add of the week. Khalil Herbert, running back for the Chicago Bears. He's 48% rostered. We're going way, way down, okay? I suggested Khalil Herbert last week, and I was going to suggest him every single week until his ownership started to increase. We're up to 48%, which is a win, okay? And we actually saw that he was up from last week. But the one thing I will say is that Montgomery, David Montgomery, he's day-to-day, okay? He had a knee and ankle injury. And after he left, Khalil Herbert had 20 carries. 
157 yards and two touchdowns. And of course, for your PPR leagues, he did add two receptions. He's an average athlete. But what we found is that the Bears have a game plan. They can't really do anything else through the air with Justin Fields, unfortunately. Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, woof, unstartable. The running backs, however, that's where they're getting the production. Khalil Herbert, especially if David Montgomery. Now, listen, okay, it's Monday night when I'm recording this, Monday, September 26th. So if news comes out that David Montgomery is going to definitively miss time, you're going to want to ramp up that bid over and above probably, I'd say, 15 to 20%. Because, again, it's a week-to-week sport. We don't want to blow all of our fab. But if you can get a starter legitimately, I would say if you're desperate, up to 15%. Realistically, maybe 6 to 10%. I'm suggesting 6%, assuming that David Montgomery is at least going to miss, maybe not miss time, but Khalil Herbert's going to be worked into the game plan. So I like Khalil Herbert. I would go 6% as we know right now. Similar situation, Samaj P. Ryan of the Cincinnati Bengals. So one of the things we warned folks about when you were doing your drafting is that to a certain point, Joel Mixon became a value when he was around the 2.3, 2.4 in a draft yeah, at the start of the season. That was where we were comfortable picking up Joe Mixon. And one of the reasons why we weren't saying that he was a first round pick was because we know that he continues to struggle with his pass protection. Well, guess what? Samaj P Ryan is that guy who comes in on third down back or on, th- on the third downs. The thing is, is that if Joe Mixon misses time, Okay, and he did leave the game with a left or with a left ankle injury. Uh, I believe it was a left foot. Um, Piran stepped in, and he he did really well. He he scored the touchdown. Now the thing is, is that next week the Bengals play Miami on Thursday night. That's only a few nights away. Okay, so there's a good chance that Piran could get the nod as the starter if Joe Mixon is out. Even if he's not. Mixon could be on a stab count, which makes Samaj P. Ryan a very, very sneaky ad. Now, I've got 6% in my sheet. If news comes out that Mixon is definitely going to play, I would probably reduce that down to 2 to 3%. But <clears throat> when he had the similar ankle injury last year, he did miss a game. So let's, let's just stick with that. All right. Let's move on. Alexander Madison of the Minnesota Vikings. Dalvin Cook. Okay. Same situation here. The lead back goes out. Alexander Madison steps in and he has a very final or very solid fourth quarter. Cook dislocated his shoulder and same injury last year. He had in the week 12 in 2021 season and he did miss one game. Okay. So this is a reoccurring injury for Dalvin Cook. I would expect him to miss a game. Now, I'm mentioning Alexander Madison. He is 60% rostered in leagues. Okay. Chances are. If you're in a shallow team, uh, a shallow league, whether a 10-person league or say you only have five bench spots, that's likely where Alexander Madison is going to be available. Now, those are also the leagues where you have to make tougher decisions when you're managing your roster. But again, I'm pretty confident. Now, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty confident that, that Dalvin Cook's probably going to miss next week, which means I would be confident spending around 45% of your waiver budget to acquire Alexander Madison. Raheem Mostert of the Miami Dolphins. Okay, so he's again, he's 57% rostered in leagues, but I'm going to continue to talk about Mostert simply because he's still getting the plurality of the snaps in Miami, which is frankly disgusting because I think Chase Edmonds is the superior back. But even just this last week, he had a 56% snap share. Okay, 
The one thing that does worry me, of course, is that Edmonds, we saw it two weeks ago when they were coming back against Baltimore, Edmonds got those, let's call it important touches. But Raheem Mostert is still getting the majority of the touches. And again, even this week, Edmonds got the goal line touches. So I will say Raheem Mostert, I'm saying 1% to 2%. He's a guy, again, in deeper benches or, excuse me, in deeper leagues or deeper benches, he's a guy worth considering to roster because we know it's going to be a timeshare. He's going to be one of these players that's probably going to be frustrating unless there is a definitive injury to Chase Edmonds, which, knock on wood, we don't want to happen, but it's still football. Okay? One of my favorites, Justice Hill of the Baltimore Ravens. My, oh, my. Listen, I'm. this is – he's 2% rostered. I'm suggesting 1%. You know, throw a dart at this guy or even a $0, a $0 bid on, on Justice Hill. He's worth mentioning because we – did see J.K. Dobbins come back to the game, but Dobbins only played 43% of snaps, whereas Hill played 48% of snaps. He went six for 60 with his rushing. He's an explosive type player. He's 96th percentile, 40 yard dash at 440, and a 96th percentile burst score. Okay. One of our favorite data sites, playerprofiler.com, has best comparable to Reggie Bush. Okay. So Justice Hill missed the entire. Last season, due to an Achilles tear, he's back. He's looking pretty good. He's looking explosive. Keep an eye on Justice Hill because the dude's an athlete, and maybe things were just weren't clicking, but he's got the opportunity now. The Ravens look legitimate, and you want to get a piece of that offense. Justice Hill, chief part of that offense. Let's move on to the wide receiver position. Sometimes, for those of you who listened last week or even in week one, some of these guys are going to sound redundant because I talk about them every single week. But as long as the roster ship is still low, these players are going to be worth talking about. My first guy, my top priority ad for the wide receiver position is Michael Gallup of the Dallas Cowboys. So now, again, I'm recording this as the game is being played. They just entered the second quarter. Michael Gallup was a scratch for this game, which means, again, he might still be out of sight, out of mind. That's important because he's only 55% rostered, Okay. Dak Prescott could be back in the next few weeks. That's a good thing. Michael Gallup is the number two wide receiver. Even when Amari Cooper was in town last year, Michael Gallup had his games. There's a reason they let Amari Cooper walk. It is because of Michael Gallup. So when Michael Gallup is healthy, which I would expect him to play next week, Dak will be back in a few weeks. This offense could be humming. And Michael Gallup is going to be that guy. So go get him. I'm suggesting 10%, but if you are struggling at wide receiver, say you have a Keenan Allen type player, a Darnell Mooney, I mean, shit, if you drafted, oh man, if you drafted Keenan Allen around three and then came back and got Darnell Mooney around five, you could be hurting right now. Michael Gallup is a guy you're going to want to go and prioritize. Okay, my guy. Actually, he is. Uh, I would. I would actually characterize him as Mike Dickinson's guy. But Greg Dortch of the Arizona Cardinals continues to produce. He's only rostered in thirty-four percent of leagues. Okay, you need to change that, especially in your PPR leagues. Okay, this week he played eighty-one percent of snaps and he went nine for ten for eighty yards. He is a dream type player that is basically free in your PPR leagues. Okay. We know DeAndre Hopkins is going to continue to be out because he's suspended for six weeks. Rondell Moore, 
second round pick from a few years ago, has done nothing as a pro. He was having a pretty solid preseason, and it looked promising until he hurt his hamstring. Now Greg Dorch is coming in, and he's becoming a very trusted target for Kyler Murray behind Marquise Brown. So at least for the next few weeks, Greg Dorch is a locked and loaded, trusted wide receiver, especially in PPR leagues, where he's going to be able to get you a solid floor of 12 to 13 points, and you're going to bank on, maybe he'll get in the end zone. So knife, safe, knife, nice, safe player with Greg Dorch. Let's move on. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Romeo Doves of the Green Bay Packers. He's 40% rostered. I'm going to suggest a 5% bid on Romeo Doves. I'll admit it. I'll be the first to admit it. I was reluctant with Romeo Dubs, okay? I was. Christian Watson continues to battle injury. And that's opened up the doors for Romeo Dubs. Okay, he's an elect he had he did have an electric preseason, but he didn't really do squat for the first two weeks, even with Alan Lazard that was out. But just this week, he had an 89% snap share and he went eight for eight for 73 yards and a TD. Okay. I was impressed. He was able to get into the end zone a lot during the preseason, and he looked good doing it, whether it was Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers <clears throat> throwing him the ball. Romeo Dubs is a player worth targeting. It's, listen, okay, it's going to be risky sometimes, but if Dubs legitimately does position himself as the lead wide receiver as the season goes on, Romeo Dubs could have legitimate fantasy upside every single week. So that's why you need to mention, uh, he needs to be mentioned. 5% of your bid or of your fab bid, go get Romeo Dubs. Okay. Player I need to talk about because he had a good game. Matt Collins of the Las Vegas Raiders, the only 0-3 team left in the NFL, those Las Vegas Raiders. He's 3% rostered. I'm going to suggest between about 1% to 3% of your fab the thing is, is that Matt Collins did benefit from the fact that Hunter Renfro was out. But even in week two, he did receive eight targets. So this week he went eight for 10, 158 in the touchdown. So obviously not repeatable, but the Raiders got to do something. They're looking bad right now. Is it too early to panic? Maybe, but in that division, man, it's going to be rough. Coming back, even though Denver looks like hot trash. Kansas City lost. So, look, it ain't over for the Raiders. Matt Collins, just a guy worth rostering in deeper leagues, 12-person leagues where you have six, seven bench spots. Go get Matt Collins. He might pay off. I'm not starting him every week, especially if Hunter Renfro's back next week, which I expect he will be, but just a guy worth watching. Zay Jones of those Jacksonville Jaguars, the surprisingly 2-1 and one Jacksonville Jaguars. My God. They actually look legitimate. Could Trevor Lawrence be the real deal? I don't know. Too, too early to tell, but right now their offense is clicking. Zay Jones is only rostered in 14% of leagues. I would suggest about a 1% to 2% fab bid or, you know, one of those guys were 0% at the end, right? You know, one of those lower priority waivers. He's likely a boom-bust type player, but he did play 76% of the snaps and is the number two behind Christian Kirk. Last week, went 10 for 11 for 85 yards and a touchdown. So the upside is there. And we've seen, guys, gals, we've seen Zay Jones levitate, okay? The man is magical. Maybe he could have a late career surgence, resurgence. We've seen it a few times. All right, moving on. Russell Gage of the Tampa Bay Bucks. He is 49% rostered. 
again, I was just a few bucks. He did break out this week, but that was because Julio Jones wasn't playing. He was hurt. Chris Godwin wasn't playing. He was hurt. Mike Evans wasn't playing. He was suspended. They went out and they signed Cole Beasley off the street, which, of course, you know, traditionally Beasley played the slot role, which is where Russell Gage plays. And Beasley did get a few looks, but by and large, Russell Gage was by far the dominant player. So I would be comfortable going and getting Russell Gage for a few bucks. Now, he was being heavily drafted early in the draft season, and then he just absolutely plummeted to around 12, 13. So he might still be available in your league because, again, only 49% rostered. I would bid a couple bucks on Russell Gage knowing that Mike Evans is going to be back, Julio Jones may be back, and Chris Godwin could be back in a few weeks, which, as far as I'm concerned, will eviscerate Russell Gage's value. But for the near future, go see if you can get him on your team and uh, gives you a nice start-sit decision. Okay, I talked about Sterling Shepard last week. I got to talk about him again simply because he's playing right now. I don't know what he's going to do in, this, in week three, but he's a plug-your-nose kind of guy. Uh, in the first week, he did have 88% of snaps. He was 6 for 10, 34 yards. He's a PPR play. He also is Daniel Jones' number one target behind Saquon Barkley. So from that perspective, in a pinch, you can maybe be comfortable starting starting Sterling Shepard, 0% to 1% of your bad budget. Last player on the list, Devontae Parker of the New England Patriots. He's only rostered in 31% of leagues. Again, 0% to 1%. He's worth a mention simply because he broke out this week. That's just, he broke out this week. The, the Patriots are going to be a frustrating team. Um, last week, Aguilar broke out. This week, we know Jacoby Myers was hurt and Devontae Parker was a beneficiary. But Mac Jones, he's going to have the high ankle sprain. So, as of the latest news that I've heard is that they're going to go make decisions. The Patriots are going to decide what they want to have done. But even if he does, you know, if he does get surgery, he's going to miss time. And Brian Hoyer, who we'll talk about shortly here, is going to be the backup. I don't expect it's going to be Bailey Zappi. Belichick likes his experienced veterans that are going to be stepping in. I don't know what to expect, man. I just don't know exactly what to expect. But Devonta Parker, you know, he's one of these fringe guys. We'll probably pick him up, drop him next week, pick him up again, start him if you have to. But he's a risky boom-bust type player. Just worth mentioning because we saw the boom this week. Maybe we'll see the bust next week. Let's move on to the quarterback position. Okay. Both of the players I'm going to be talking about today are only rosterable in Superflex leagues, okay? So let's talk about Brian Hoare, the New England Patriots. He's rostered in 0% of leagues. He's not rostered. Of course he's not rostered. Why would you be rostering Brian Hoyer? In Superflex leagues, he can step in, but, I mean, realistically, his upside is maybe, what, 15, 16 points? So if it's a Superflex league and you don't have a viable QB2, maybe even trying to play Justin Fields or one of these guys that you just, you're not comfortable starting week in, week out, Brian Hoyer is a bit of a decaf-type quarterback, so he could put up points. You'd be banking on, I don't know, 275 yards and two touchdowns. Not great, but enough where you're more comfortable starting Brian Hoyer in your flex spot or super flex spot versus some schmo fifth-string wide receiver. So Brian Hoyer, super flex leagues, I'd bet bid between 2 to 5%, only in super flex leagues. Regular one-quarterback leagues, don't even bother. Uh, next player, keep an eye out. So Teddy Bridgewater of the Dolphins, he's rostered in 2% of leagues. I'd suggest maybe 1% or maybe a $0 bid. The Dolphins play Thursday night, as I already mentioned, this week. Tua did come back into the game, 
but he's dealing with back issues and ankle injuries. And, you know, the whole is it a concussion, is it not a concussion thing? For those of you who saw it, it looked pretty damn sketchy. It was actually a little bit surprising to let him come back into the game after just the fact that he kind of looked like, well, he said Gumby after he got hit. Didn't look good, but just watch the injury report. If if it looks like there's a chance that two is not going to play this week because it's a short week, maybe throw a couple bucks on Teddy Bridgewater. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to the tight end position because Tyler Conklin, ladies and gentlemen, I've been talking about this guy every single week. And he's still only rostered in 30% of leagues. And I get it. I get it. You don't want to be drafting the Jets tight end. I get it. Tyler Conklin is the tight end four in PPR leagues. It's disgusting. Okay. He went eight for eight for 84 yards. And listen, it's not sexy, but he's getting the volume. His snap shares the last three weeks, 92%, 100%. 79 percent as long as Joe Flacco is a quarterback they're going to continue to use Tyler Conklin and I would expect that they're going to coach Zach Wilson into using Tyler Conklin as well five six percent if you're in a tight end premium league so 1.5 or two points per reception for tight ends this is the guy you want to go out and get 15 percent I would bid on this guy maybe yeah 15 percent I think is a fair bid I was going to say maybe 20 percent because having a true difference maker in those tight end premium leagues really does propel you to victories week in, week out. If you were bold enough to start Tyler Conklin this week in a, in a standard redraft league, I started them where I had him in, uh, in my dynasty leagues, but I don't have him in any of my redraft leagues. Uh, you were pretty happy to do so. So keep it up. Tyler Conklin, love him, love him, love him, okay? David Njoku, David Njoku, David Njoku. Cleveland Browns, he's only rostered in 38% of leagues. Probably because he was drafted and then dropped after he did squat his first two weeks. I'd suggest about four four percent fab again. I mean, David Njoku literally had a career high of nine catches this week. He went nine for ten, pretty nine yards and a touchdown. You love the snap shares. He has not played a game yet this season where he's had less than eighty eight percent. But you need to be under you need to be aware there's going to be variance every single week for a player like David Njoku because we've seen it, man. He was tantalizing. He's an athletic freak, but. He's disappointed the previous season. So he showed us just a little taste, just a little taste of what he's capable of. If you were bold enough to start David and Joker this week, well, congratulations, my friend. Hats off to you. But I don't know, man. I kind of want to see him do it twice before I'm confident putting him in. But you might be desperate. The tight end landscape right now, say maybe you drafted Cole Komet, who's done squat. And I originally had Cole Komet on my on the, uh, the the waiver wire list, but I kind of removed him because, you know, at this point, you want to put a, a $0 bid for a guy like Cole Komet, fine. But how can you possibly recommend it when you see just how putrid the Bears look? Darnell Mooney. I mean, as you're making some of these waiver decisions, you're going to have to decide, do you want to keep Darnell Mooney? I know I'm going to have to make that decision this week in one of my leagues. And I will say, three games, although it feels like a lifetime of information, it's a small sample. If the Chicago Bears want to have any semblance of even appearing to be a professional NFL team, they're going to have to get Darnell Mooney involved. So I would say hang on to him for at least one more week. We're not in bye week hell yet. Bias don't start till week six. So you've got just a little bit more time to marinate the fact that Darnell Mooney's a good player who's playing on a really, really bad Chicago Bears team. So I will say with that in mind, that's it. If you guys have 
Any questions, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at DFS Army, at the Flex Network One. That's where you can find me. Go to our website, dfsarbor.com. It's a great website. Our members are winning. There's so many tools. There's, listen, if you like to build your own lineups, but you want just a little bit of help, some of the lock plays, every single week we have some of our favorite plays. And of course, we've got the Domination Station, which is where you can go. And it's actually our tool to help you build multiple lineups. There's correlation. There's te- there's teams you can target. It's just, it's a really cool tool you can go and play with and really just build a diverse set of DFS lineups, if you're especially if you're into the multi-entry game. My, my me myself, I like to play, you know, just dabble a little bit. So I like to use cheat sheets because I, you know, like to have a little bit of my own input in there. But there's we got something for everybody. There's also a ton of free content. My waiver wire article is up on the DFS Army website. There's things like looking back on the previous DFS week, reflecting on what we did right and what we did wrong, and what made the perfect lineup in the Millie Maker this week. Those are all articles over at DFSArmor.com. Become a VIP member and win cash. So with that, I'm Flex Shane. We are, of course, the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Good luck in week four. Peace. Peace.